going on everybody welcome to episode 13 of the mandatory codec uh with me this week i got one of my enemies from yesterday uh nick (laughs) rp green what's going on nick good evening hello uh pretty good thanks you i'm doing all right you know i wish i would have won my match yesterday against you (laughs) but you pulled out a 102 which, if someone pulls off a 102 in a race, uh, you know, I can't be mad losing with that. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. It was, uh, it was, it was an okay run. You know, a 102 for you is okay. Well, 102 for me, that's like a god run. Um, like, everything was going <laughs> good for me. Um, I felt like I was in it, and then at the end, I looked, I, cause, because I'm in a, in a race, I don't really watch the other um, person run, so I don't have, like, another monitor up. Or the screen up to try to see where my uh, opponent's at. So when I finish my run, I'm like, okay, I think I did decent. Maybe I have a shot at winning. Maybe I don't. And I look over and I see you're already done. I'm like, uh, <laughs> how did your run go? Um, it was good. I think the the I, there was a couple of slip ups early. Like I didn't get the um, I didn't skip bone and sinew from from uh, ninja, which is something I really need to to work on. But the main one for me was Wolf One. Like Wolf One was a mixture of some really bad in uh, really bad RNG, along with me not then being able to recover from from it. So like she was so aggressive. Like as soon as she as soon as she was in position, bang, and then next shot, bang. And it's like I just the first the first few shots I just didn't have any time to to react to her mm-hmm. um and then from from there it just all, all kind of went downhill and i i you know i i think i rationed twice in that fight i think that's the first time i've ever had to ration twice in a, in a boss fight um so yeah that was that was scary but um she she kind of she kind of um made up for it a little bit in uh, in wolf 2 she she gave me a really easy time she stuck to the left hand side um and yeah it was um it was a lot easier for for round two, which is which is unusual because yeah. round two is is notoriously the worst boss fight in the game. That's weird because it was the opposite for me. Where Wolf one, it felt like she was cooperating, everything was going smooth, and then I go to Wolf two, and it was like a combination of bad RNG. And then when she did open up, I missed a few shots, so she ran away again, and then it just snowballed from there. I think I think that was the worst fight for me. Was was Wolf two. Um, how was your Mantis? Because I had a little trouble at Mantis as well. Uh, Mantis wasn't too bad. The thing that I'm struggling with, with with Mantis at the moment, and it happened during that run, is is transitioning away from the SOCOM into the grenade. Like, more often than not, I by the time I've got the grenade out and I'm ready to throw it, Mantis has already moved into a position where I get knocked down by a chair. Um, so it's it's sort of just getting that bit you know a bit tighter and and sort of ready and getting into a good position to then to then throw that grenade but also doing it you know quickly you know you can you can sit there you can sit to the side wait for the chairs to end mm-hmm. um and then throw it but obviously the quicker you throw it the quicker you um you end that phase and get that phase skip in then obviously the quicker the fight's going to go so it's it's a it's about balance yeah yeah what what I struggle with mantis is um trying to get the shots in when the chairs are around him and then trying to get those like what four or five shots that you have to do before the grenade that's the part i struggle mm-hmm. with especially when he starts moving south and the chairs are around him like i can't aim the socom well enough to hit him consistently and then by the time like what happens most times is the chairs will probably go away by the time i even get the shots in and then the statues will start coming out and then i have to go to the grenade 
It was just <laughs> a huge waste right there. Did you did you yes. have any trouble like that? Uh, yeah, if it it depends how quickly you can do it. If you can, it is possible to get the the four required shots in before he starts moving down with the yeah, chairs yeah. before the chairs get in your way. But you, you, your timing on it has got to be absolutely spot on. You, you know, you've got to hit the you've got to hit the shot as he starts moving into position. You've then got to be in position yeah, yeah, straight yeah. away. Um, uh, so it is the the timing for it is really tight. And then of course, if you don't get it, you've then got to start sort of moving moving down, aiming down and the aiming in mgs1 is notoriously yeah. bad as it is um and it, it doesn't get any easier um so like i i started with them um, with speed running metal gear solid one on pc but i did any percent and in any percent you don't even pick up the socom so i went in i went into all bosses with absolutely no practice no experience using the socom and came up against mantis for the first time like yeah, dude, Mantis is so tough with the Socom. When when you have the FAMAS, it's much easier because you can just start spraying even between the chairs. But then with the Socom, like I'll see some people go with the with the Socom and they'll do the shots really fast between the chairs. Then they'll throw a grenade between the chairs and just end the end the phase right there. And I'm like, how how do you do that that fast? <laughs> like it takes me so long just to just to get damage him enough to throw a grenade at him. But some people are yeah, are really good with that. Absolutely. If you if you're learning that strap for the first time, definitely pick up the FAMAS. There there is there's no reason not to start learning it with the FAMAS. And then once you feel like you're comfortable with it, then switch to the SOCOM. Because there's so much other stuff in the run as well that you're gonna get practice with the SOCOM with anyway. So like guard um, the guard encounter right at the start, you have to use SOCOM for yeah, that. Yeah. Um Ocelot, you really should be learning that with the SOCOM and not learning grenades straight away. So there's plenty of opportunity to then sort of get used to the SOCOM and then go back to that fight and go, okay now that i feel yeah, yeah. just more comfortable with the socom in general let's actually try and do this fight with only the socom and, and leave the famas behind are you doing grenade ocelot now for pb runs um i i occasionally pull it out for pb runs um i i think it's extremely unlikely i'm going to pull it out during a race yeah, it's, yeah. it's too risky unless unless like you know you're you're 99 confident that you can land it every single time it's just too risky in a race for me anyway yeah i'm at that same stage where i'm like I can do it maybe one out of every five times I might land it, but outside yeah. of that, I, I'm probably either going to blow up Baker or he's just going to run away from me. I won't <laughs> do enough damage, so I'm still at the point where it's like, I'll, I'll continue to do the uh, the SOCOM Ocelot. Um, so then later in the run, so we covered Mantis, we covered Ninja. Uh, how was your hind fight? Um, Hind wasn't too bad. I've recently um, transitioned over to um, so after we after we finish this phase one, um, you, you then sort of liquid goes out, like all the way over and goes into the cutscene and is to take this fires fires yeah. that shot. Um, and the idea with that fight is um, at that point you wait until the missile has landed and then you fire. And by the time his iframes end, your missile explodes and, and hits him. So I learned it through Plywood's tutorial. Um, to sort of stand on a tile right in the middle of the arena and and shoot there um but watching some of the the world record runs and other runs that you know like plywood and and volcanic Akuma's, um world record runs they're just insane watching them and get and seeing this time drop and drop and drop yeah. um but watching those i see that uh, people are immediately running over to where the um where the ammo pickup is and then they wait for wait for the explosion to 
<laughs> wait for the explosion to happen. Um, as soon as the like girder that's in the way drops down, you then see him and shoot. So I've been trying that because the advantage of that is is that you then get the opportunity to to land another shot very very quickly. Um, but the problem I found during yesterday's run was when I did that. Um, Liquid then kept the hind really, really far away and still moving around a lot. And the problem with that is it's really difficult to anticipate when to start shooting the stinger. So towards the end of the fight, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to wait until I can lock on and then make a shot because I'm going to keep missing if I um, if you know if I'm trying to predict what time what the timing is so I'm hoping that you know that was it was either that was a one off or maybe I need to just have a have another watch of some videos and and see what people are doing to you know it's probably down to the timing of when you get that that next shot in um as to you know getting him to come forwards a little bit where it's a much easier to get him in that cage yeah okay yeah your name is volcanic now from now on um sorry my my apologies volcanic it's volcanic from now on that's your new Volca- nickname volcanic so i'm still doing the the tile strat i see like what you said where other people will run up on the platform where the stinger is and then they'll ra- launch it from there um the the good part about the tiles is much safer for me um i know it's very more predictable where once you land that shot he comes pretty close to you and then from there it's easy what i messed up on was the transition shots at the first phase. So you shoot him once, he flies over you. So I think I landed one, and then the second time he flew over me, I missed, and then I had to start chasing him around. But at least he didn't go under the under the building. If he goes That's, under, it's over. You might as well quit. There's plenty. Point. There's plenty to say in in the first phase. If you do miss a shot, it's not the end of the world. It's right. it's relatively easy to recover. But yeah, if he, if during phase two, if he goes down below, then yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're losing a bunch of time, and there's there's nothing you can do at that point to try and yeah. to try and salvage that time back. Yeah. So um, so Wolf two, we had different experiences where you got a good mm-hmm. one, I had a horrible Wolf two. Um, Raven, not really much about Raven, right? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Raven, yeah, there's there's not the only the only difference really with Raven is is which approach you take. Do you go Nikita? Do you go grenade? Um, it's actually the first run I've ever done. I think where I did Socom into Nikita. Um, so just before the race, I learned Socom into grenade because again, because I I'm, I'm an, I was an any percent runner. I, mm-hmm. I learned grenade and I stuck with grenade for ages. So then I switched to you know getting the Socom shot off work first and then going into grenade. And um, and now recently, you know, there's been a lot of talk about you know Nikita's faster because you can get that that second shot off a lot quicker um, without having to wait for the the grenade to explode. So I tried that and yeah, that that works really nicely. Um, and it's it's actually a lot it's actually a lot simpler because yeah, you know, yeah. you've got that that visual cue of the of the light blinking is so much easier than um, counting out um, the timing for uh, that, for uh, for grenades. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's what I did is I watched a run right before my run and they were doing the SOCOM into the Nikita. So I'm like, this looks pretty easy. You just pull out the SOCOM, shoot them once, then go straight to the Nikita, and, and that's the same thing I did. Um, but I still kind of count like when I shoot. My first Nikita, I see the blinking from his uh, barrel, and then I usually count to like two and a half or three seconds, and then I shoot the other one. What do you do? The other, the um, I, so I, I think I work, I think I worked it out where once you've landed, it once you've landed the Socom shot, but it also depends where you land the Socom shot. If you're mm-hmm. lined up. 
perfectly as you first turn around that corner, then you know you can pretty much get you know start your your Nikita shot almost almost immediately. But if you're a little off and you don't shoot them until you get much closer, yeah. you have to obviously have to time it out. But I found that waiting for the light to blink once for the first one is fine, mm. um, and then after that, every, after that, it's it's the light blinking every other every two two blinks. Yeah. But but the other advantage of using Nikita over grenades, which I didn't really consider until I started doing it, I thought, oh wow, this makes life so much easier, is because because um Raven is one of those times where you're you're skipping multiple cutscenes very quickly as you go into it. Mm -hmm. If you're not comfortable using F3 or you're not comfortable with the timing, you're almost always gonna crouch That's what at I the very do. start of that fight. Yeah. Which means you are then fumbling because you've got to. You've then got to stand up. You've got a GME. You've got to push three to get a grenade out. You've then got to cook that grenade. And you've got to do all of that as quickly as possible so that that grenade explodes on Raven as quickly as possible. But yeah. you don't. Um, and if you're also if you're doing the SOCOM with that as well, then you've also got to. So you've got to stand up. You've got a GME. You've got to get your SOCOM out. You've mm -hmm. then got to shoot him. You've then got to switch to grenades. You've then got to throw that grenade quickly so that it explodes quickly. With Nikita, you don't have to worry about getting the grenade out and cooking it as quickly as possible. You know, you just run up to him for wait. Boom. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a there's a lot. It takes a lot of stress out at the very start of that fight. And once once you've got that bit down, the rest of the fight's a doddle. Yeah. So so what I do is um, it was official and how five has going on. Um, so what I do is, I get the, as soon as I hold X, now sometimes I do crouch, that happens, um, I go straight into GME, but then I, I GME on a controller, like, I never GME on a, on the keyboard, and then hmm. I run and gun with a pistol, and when, when I turn the corner, I wait a second to see, like, where, man, where, uh, Raven's bullets are, and that's my kind of visual cue to line it up straight. So if he's shooting straight down, I know that that's a straight line right there. And if he's shooting like kind of, if the bullets are coming kind of crooked at a side, then I know I'm not lined up at him. So I make a little adjustment, then I shoot, then I whip out the Nikita, and I go that way. That's, but yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah, but that is a lot easier to 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 do that than to like cook the grenade, like you said, then try to time that right while while getting up. So yeah, definitely. Um, but Raven is pretty straightforward. Not really much you could do there to save time. You could lose a little bit of time, but. But not too much. Um, and then I know we both got the God Palky, which I don't think has oh, ever dude. happened. Like two it's, runners. It, it was, it. It's definitely it's definitely the only time so far in the tournament that has happened. And I was like, uh, like I, as I was going through it, I I do I do have the other runners um, view on my screen when I'm mm -hmm. running. Um, so I knew you I knew you were behind me, but I knew you weren't that far behind me. Um, so at this point, I'm like, oh, if, if this is like worst pal, uh, yeah. then you know I I mean this there's a good chance that that you then overtake and, and I've I've lost this. So I'm like you know cross my fingers. And as soon as as soon as I hit it, I was like, God pow, God pow, God pow. Um, you know, it's like screaming, screaming at my screen. Um, and then sort of, you know, at, at that point, you then just climb up a couple of ladders and there's not really much to do. So I look over, look over at the other screen and watch. She was like, come on, what does it, what does he get? I was like, oh, dude, like, I wish we had some like, uh, face cams or something or like an audio <laughs> when we're racing. It would be, it would be so much fun. Um, but I remember, cause I said, I, I don't have the screen up. So I go down, right? I get the palkey. I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure I made up some time here against him. So this is good for me. And then after the run, they say you both got got palkey, and I'm like, no shot. That's true. I, got, I thought I would make up some time right there. 
the RNG is so crazy. Like, and um, I was I was doing a stream on Tuesday where I was just doing I was doing um, alternate rounds just for a laugh. I did yeah. two runs, and I had worst palky on both runs. It's like the RNG is just just crazy. Yeah, if, yeah. if we ever found a way to manipulate it within the game, then it'd be absolutely amazing. But you know. The advantage of it is, is it does give you that, you know, in a race environment at least, it does give you that that really sort of wow factor moment of, oh, what's going to happen? Is it? Yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. it what's it going to be? I think the more variables like that don't in races, the more, the more fun it is for viewers. You know, it might not be that fun for runners because you know it's much RNG. <laughs> you lose time. That's you know not really in your hands. You can't do anything anything about it. But for viewers, it's always fun to see those little. RNG segments of like the pal key or what or what uh wolf does is she gonna start hiding for like 20 seconds or, or do something else so for runners it's kind of frustrating but for viewers i think i think those are the, those are the cool spots to see. All, all bosses has been really good for for racing so far mm-hmm. um, just the the fact that there's so many variables like if you did a race of of just any percent then i mean first of all you'd be uh, waiting in the cell for the first five minutes of every run which would be a bit dull mm-hmm. um but you know if you've got two runners who are you know who are reasonably equal as soon as one of them makes a mistake in any percent then the other one's probably just going to win because there's not that yeah, many yeah, variables yeah. to then catch up on all bosses there's so many opportunities for things to change and you know you, you hear it from the commentators in every single race it's you know you know oh well this one's he, he's got in ahead but you know liquid could change it rex could change it pal could change it there's so many opportunities um and of course I, I did just name three things that are in any percent as well um <laughs> yeah but, we, but we know, like, yeah, yeah. you've got like you know you've got you've got wolf wolf two is wolf two makes a huge difference to our, as as you saw in our in our run mm-hmm. i i do think that our, our race was pretty much down to wolf two yeah i think it was wolf two and then i i just wasn't you were always making up seconds here and there it's just a better movement better uh menuing better just uh going into gme getting out because a lot of times i kind of fumbled gme or i didn't equip the the card first and i went into gme too then i couldn't equip the card to go into the door so little stuff like that you also made up a lot of time quickly on me um so going to from palkey how was your liquid liquids uh liquid i fumbled at the start i um i hit I hit circle too many times and, and PPK'd him. Um, and if I recall, I then I ran south. He managed to knock me off, so I had to climb back up. But luckily, I then managed to recover it. So by oh, nice. the, the way I the way I usually recover is I go and stand at the sort of south section, you know, where uh, where the level sort of um, goes into a goes into the point for the, the uh, for Rex's head, like um, and that fought yeah the nose yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yep um so so going sort of stand on the nose and that um as long as liquid's still in phase one at that point um then that sort of forces him to go and stand either on the left or the right in the positions where he where he would stand for you to start the combo and from mm-hmm. there as long as you're fast you can then run straight up straight up turn right and then start um, and then start the combo i managed to recover the combo um i did have to do a quick spin round at the end just to, to punch him off because i wasn't anywhere near the edge to then kick him off but yeah it was um it, it could have been a heck of a lot worse than it was uh so yeah i was i was just kind of glad that i'd been i've been practicing some backups mm-hmm. and and it, it worked out yeah i 
I made up a little time on you there because I got the infinite with the two throw first try. But my back, I don't have any backup for that. If it goes wrong, I'm chasing him and I don't know what to do. Um, but what helped me get the infinite is I just turn off audio. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as soon as, soon as that cutscene starts, um, uh, luckily I've got um, I've got a um, a little volume control on my headset, so I don't like have to take my headset off or mm-hmm. anything. Uh, so I just quickly flip flip that down. Yeah, I just take off Focus. my my headset because I want to hear the button clicks more clearer. Because if I have my headset still on, I can't really focus on that. So what I do is I just take the headset off, focus on the the mashing part, and it, it was much easier for me that way than what I what I did at the beginning. Is whether it was either headphones on or I, I kept the volume on as well. And there's a, it seems like there's a delay between what you're doing and what's going on the screen, or or just there doesn't sync up right. Where I'll either slow down too much or I'll speed up too much trying to trying to match the audio. Hmm. Uh, um, and then escape. My escape is pretty bad. I'm still just spraying and praying at this point. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'll be honest. How was yours? Um, I actually um grabbed the highlight and posted my escape as uh um as an individual level. Um, nice. It's the be- best best escape I've ever had. Um, I got I got all the transition shots. Um, the only only thing I didn't get in it, I didn't get any of the um. So liquids phase two when you go into the really tight, uh, the really tight corridor, mm-hmm. you can time you can time your shots. Um, just if you if you get a shot off just as he bumps you, uh, then he doesn't go quite as far back and it's a lot quicker. I unfortunately, didn't manage to get any of those. Um, but yeah, everything else just just worked out really nicely. And as I say, I, I, it was the best escape I've ever done. Um, so I was uh, I was really pleased with that. Okay. Yeah, it was uh. GG's. When I looked at your time and it was a 102, I'm like, you know what? I'll lose to a 102. That's a that's a time that that I I can't beat. If it, if I got like a 108 and my opponent got like a 105, then I'd probably be more upset that I lost. But I look over, I see a 102. I'm like, you know what? GG. Can't do nothing about that. Um. So you are. I think you're officially moving on to the playoffs, where it's single elimination games. I think because in the pool yes. you're two and zero. Oh. Um. That's so correct. That, I think you and Bruschetta Bros are automatically moving on. So, GG's to you both. Good luck uh, in the tournament later on. Now, you said you were an 80% runner. Um, That's correct. So, what made you go to all bosses? Was it this? Was it this league, or were you in it before? No, it was. It was definitely this league. And um, so, I remember. I remember Plywood approaching. Uh, approaching the community asking you know do we should you know let's do a let's do a tournament what do people want to do um, and he put a vote on i think the the options were like console any percent all bosses mm-hmm. pc any percent all bosses and at the time because i've been doing any percent i i voted for any percent because I, I thought you know you know if, if we do all bosses and i've got to learn that and, and yeah, that'd yeah. be different but at the same time i i, I suggested you know if it does end up being all bosses, then this gives me a perfect opportunity to to actually learn it and do it and do something different. Um, and as I was saying before, with um, like the difference between uh, any percent and all bosses, particularly in a race and, and watching it, absolutely agree that all bosses was the correct decision yeah, yeah. Um, for for this tournament. So yeah, as as soon as I, I was pretty certain that's how it was going to go anyway. And as soon as as soon as Plywood said right, votes are in, we've decided it is going to be all bosses PC. I was like, boom, that's it. Let's go starting to learn this now um and yeah that's that's what got me into into war bosses and it's it's been so good i this this run is so much more fun than than any percent 
like um, any percent has been really really helpful to then go into this and um and learn it i i, I would absolutely recommend to anyone who wants to learn all bosses learn any percent first because it will give you the the skills you need just to get through the the normal sort of the only time i can think of is day-to-day stuff but that's it's obviously not day-to-day you know movement menuing you know the basics that'll really help you get the basics down because um outside of that all bosses is is the main thing with all bosses is the bosses you know that's where the the skill comes from Mm. from uh, from all bosses but the the general movement outside of a couple of extra rooms like um uh, snowfield and uh, and the nuclear uh, first floor building are obviously they have a they're massively different on all bosses compared to to any percent but you know any percent will really help you get your your basic movement your menuing and, and all of that down and then transition into to all bosses learn the bosses and you know and then you're good to go so you're saying you like all bosses more than any percent now Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's so much more fun. Are you going to get into other difficulties? Because I know you ran any percent, like almost every difficulty, right? Are you going to do the same I've thing? Done, yeah, I've done any percent on all difficulty. I've done alternate round on easy, um, which I would not recommend anyone do because it's a complete joke category. Um, uh, but yeah, once this tournament's over, I probably will have a crack um, at doing some of the other difficulties for all bosses because extreme is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. uh, in, in particular extreme um, is brutal <laughs> yeah i'm um extreme against it, it's the two wolf fights that i'm i'm most worried about in an extreme like like uh raven rex yeah they're fine gme i've done mm-hmm. them before uh but yeah those two wolf fights are gonna be nasty on extreme yeah. i'm not lo- i'm not looking forward to that bit but the rest of it yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to, to giving those a go although i'm probably also looking forward to to giving mgs one a bit of a break at some point as well yeah i think uh after the league you might... a lot of us with mgs too a lot of people took a break just because they were kind of mm. tired of it although the the one league isn't as big as the two or it didn't go as long as the two league but I do agree that, that all bosses was the right category for this league because the more variables you throw in to a race, the more enjoyable it is to, one, run it, and then, two, to also view. Because when you run it, mm-hmm. if you get behind early, it's still not over. You can still try to make a comeback to where if it's any percent and you get behind early, you're probably not winning. It's over at that no. point. Um, which yeah, I, with, if you... If you've got two really, really good runners at any mm. percent, it pretty much comes down to Palkey. Yeah. Because that's the only major, you know, all right, you've got elevators, you've got whether you get shot by the gun turrets, like going up the uh, going up the cargo elevators. Right. But outside of that, it, the, the only change really is, is Palkey. Yeah, yeah. so the, the all bosses was, this is why, um, I don't know if you tuned into the MGS3 league we had not too long ago. But I saw bits of it. Yep. Yeah, that one was great. I, I wish we had more participants in it, but um, that one was great because it was Euro Extreme. So it's like every room has potential for you to <laughs> have a game over and start over that room. So the the variables in that run were just were just so high that now I wish there was more participants. Like I said, because then you had like a major and Apache who are like super high runners and you know it was them and then two other runners that weren't like you know they're not that they don't run mgs3 as much they're not at that level of runners yet so it was 
you know, a little lopsided, but if you had like a league full of that, I think it would have made great content to to have mm-hmm. to have runs like that to where every single room is a variable. Where like someone could get a game over, which which uh MGS one all bosses, you know, it's not like that, but there are a lot of different variables in that category to where you can either lose time or make up time if you're falling behind, or you can try to you know extend your lead a little further every time as well. Yeah. Where like MGS two league, I think that was another where it was very easy. And if you fell behind early, you're probably not coming back. Because there aren't a lot of areas where you can make up that time. Um so outside of MGS one, do you have any other, like? Did you run anything else before you jumped into uh, Metal Gear Solid? Um, so I've been I've been speed running very very casually uh, for about I think I think I first did a speed run maybe nine years ago, mm-hmm. um, and the first game I speed ran was Klonoa Two Lunatia's Veil uh, for the PS Two. Uh, which if people have never heard of that game it's not surprising because it's not a very well-known game it's like one of the hidden gems of the ps2 it's like it's an amazing little platformer um and i do still pick it up um every so often but i never got into the mentality of being able to run the same game over and over and over again and and really enjoying that you know Mm. i'd I'd always you know, I'd, it was mainly, I'd watch GDQ. I'd be like, oh, I'm super hyped for GDQ. I'm going to do some speed runs. Mm-hmm. And then I'd do it for a week and I'd be like, I'm bored of this. I'm going to yeah, go back yeah, to yeah. playing League of Legends. Um, and so I did uh, I did Clover 2. Uh, I did Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse for the, the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis, as, as you guys would call it over, over in the US. Very odd um, game to choose. I, tr- <laughs> um, I tried... Uh, Sonic Generations, uh, and I tried Crash Bandicoot One from the from the Insane Edition, um, and so yeah, that's I sort of did those for just little bits at a time, mm-hmm. but never super seriously. Um, but then there was just something with with MGS One. So so last year I I did a I streamed every Metal Gear Solid game in the series just casually not not speed running it mm-hmm. it's it's my favorite game series of of all time yeah i've been playing i've been playing the metal gear series since mgs1 first came out um and so i, I did a i did a stream started with mgs3 did them in chronological order um i played survive for the first time which um yeah that, that that's um that's that's a that's, game, a, that's a bag of worms we won't open in this in this episode <laughs> Um, but towards the towards the end of it, I was like, you know, I, I finished MGS four, uh, then was doing doing Rise, and I'm like, we're coming to the end of this, and mm. I don't really want it to end because I've been, I've you know, it's really invigorated me and got me back into playing Metal Gear, yeah. and I I don't want it to end. What what do I do with this next? So I thought, well, you know what, I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell anyone. I'm gonna learn Metal Gear Solid One the speed run and see how that goes, and then show it off on stream one day. So I, I did, and it went really well. And um, I also did Crash Bandicoot again at the same time, and then I went back to MGS One, and back to Crash, and back to MGS One, mm-hmm. and back to MGS One. And back to MGS One, and I just, I something, something all of a sudden just clicks, and it's like, I, I'm really enjoying this. Mm. I think I can do something with this, um, and and so I did. I, I stuck with MGS One. Um, I joined joined the Discord server, um, met you know all the wonderful people over on the on the MGSR Discord, and and that was it. I, I was hooked on on Metal Gear Speedrunning, and I haven't I haven't looked back since. And you've 
put up some amazing times as well very quickly in, in a bunch of categories now you're taking on the, the all bosses category i'm pretty sure your times are going to come even lower so you know i can i can definitely see that people that um that have top times especially in games that are competitive like mgs1 like it just doesn't happen overnight you had to put like the time in the, the the dedication in like the the research you got to do to try to get those times uh, like the the top times in, in competitive mgs are, are some are absolutely crazy um so mm. when did you go from kind of like casual because everyone starts out kind of casually running the game where your times may not be that great to all of a sudden you're you know at micro analyzing every single room to try to <laughs> pump out half a second so when did that start to click in your head Oh, it's it's funny because it's it's taking it, it's taking something bad and turning it into something good. And unfortunately, as we've all as we've all experienced over the last year, the something bad mm. was was the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so throughout the throughout the whole pandemic, I I've, I've been furloughed most of the time, so I've not been working. Um, I did like a, a small stint back in sort of uh, November, um, and then uh, mm. the UK went into lockdown again in December, and I was furloughed. So again, not working. And when you got loads of time on your hand during the day yeah. when you normally be working, you got a lot more time to pick up on some other stuff like speed running. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, getting that ta- getting that time to just sort of do whatever I wanted to do, and you know, I, I decided the fir- first ta- first um, lockdown we had, I, I kind of wasted time a little bit. I didn't really do that much. So when the second lockdown came in, I was like, right, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make sure that I stick to it, and I'm mm-hmm. going to you know actually find some way of progressing with something and you know that was the it was at the same moment where i'd you know metal gear speedrunning had suddenly sort of clicked for me um and so that was it you know use it you know it gave me a reason to get up in the morning you know, i wouldn't just lie in bed all day thinking well i don't have to get up because i don't have to go to work mm-hmm. but you know my mentality changed to no i need to get up because i need to i need to do yeah. another run i need to practice liquid i need to do this um and for me that was that was the drive that that got me to to then start you know you know going into analysis and watch you know watching watching all of the tutorials you know plywood tutorials and mm. then watching other runners um and picking up on stuff and yeah from there it just sort of just kept on going yeah for me like the the pandemic happened and i just started playing more call of duty that was the game that i went <laughs> to but uh, i did i did speed run a little like uh, i learned the the all bosses but at the same time as you did uh, for this league so, so that was pretty cool um but, you know there is some some good with the bad um like you said just trying to keep your mind off stuff um do you have any plans to run any other because you played all the other mgs games casually right so do you have plans to run to run any other games um, I definitely want to. Well, um, I'm not sure which one I'm going to go on to next once uh, once the tournament's over. I definitely definitely don't want to touch any others until the tournament's over. Um, uh, I keep <laughs> I keep having jokes with um, with some members of the community about uh, running acid because um, I I love I love acid. The one first one or the they're, second one? Both both of them. Acid two is definitely better. Yeah, they yeah. they made some really good quality of life changes to Acid two that made it much nicer to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the visual style of it really works a lot better on the PSP. Um, but yeah, I I love both of those games. Um, but it's it's a long run, um, and it's a very very different style of of gameplay. Yeah. Um, but I might I might give Acid two a go at some point. All right. Um, you heard it here, folks. 
Nick is going to run acid next. We'll we'll hold him to that. So make sure you get on for for running acid. Um, give me your okay. Since you play it casually, what are your favorite games in the series, and what are your oh. not so favorite games in the series? Oh, I knew oh, you were going to ask that at some you, point. Put you on the spot so people so oh, people can. It's so it's it's so difficult because I love. I love like ev- well, I love most of the games in the series for very different reasons. Like when it comes to when it comes to story, it's and um, it's a toss up between three and four. I think three probably edges four out, um, just because like you know the story mainly because of the boss more than anything in in three. Her story, um, and the way that plays out, and you know the sort of switcheroo at the end with oh actually she was just following orders and you know it's it is sad however for four uh, i think four has a really nice rounded experience and um, it goes a little too far into just showing cutscenes, but you know it's kojima what are you gonna do <laughs> um but for me like four holds some of the best memories of my my first playthrough i you know I, I can think of some moments in the series that you know really sort of hit me, but none more than than the microwave in four, like going through going through the microwave and then immediately sort of coming out. I'm, I'm I was like screaming at the sc- the screen when I first played. It. I was like, "No, you can't die here! Come on, get <laughs> up! Now, you can't snake. do this!" Yeah. It's just you know, there's not many games that have given me that much of an emotional reaction to them. So mm-hmm. four definitely holds a special place for me yeah definitely when you get that. attached to him from like one and then two and that and then you see what he has become in four yeah all right what else i think i think gameplay wise it's probably two um because two two and three are obviously quite similar in in how they handle but th- three does have the tendency of be of getting a little too complicated at times um whereas i think two has a really nice balance of uh, a nice contained area that you can really explore um as well as not going too complicated into you know because like in in three you can have like multiple different weapons you know there's there's like four different assault rifles there's two different rocket launchers stuff like that two two is a really nice sort of it's it's mgs1 but again uh, you know sort of evolved for for the playstation 2 um whereas mgs3 is then where it starts to go off into that other direction that that metal gear would um would sort of go into so i think i think two is probably the most balanced when it comes to sort of gameplay story and, and enjoyment so i think from from that perspective yeah, and MGS four is probably my favorite as as a story. MGS two is probably my favorite as a game yeah, to yeah. play. Yeah, with MGS two it also looks good in a speedrun because the levels are all so small that you're able to do much more quickly, um, and it's much more simpler. So you have simple small rooms where you just you know navigating mm. to where when it goes to three you have these much larger areas where things can go wrong in so many different ways and you have to go into like the what i like to call like the 3d aiming system to where where two a lot of times it's so close that you could quickly train someone rolled into them and just keep on going where like in three then you have like the camel system coming up you have the stamina system coming in then you got like the the much larger rooms to where enemies could spot you from further out so yeah it does get complicated but four, I'm gonna be honest with you. Four was my worst story. I hated four. <laughs> Actually, five. I hated five story more than four. But four was a pretty close second. 
Um, that's a that's a that's a good list. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash you for that list. I can see why two <laughs> would be your your favorite gameplay, and four would be your favorite story. Um, so going back to the league, what do you give your chances of winning this league? <laughs> I unless unless like I can pull something special out. I don't. Yeah, I I don't see me winning it. Obviously, I'm already I'm already through to the uh, to the knockout stages. Mm-hmm. Next week's race against um, Bruchetta will decide which of us tops our group and which of us comes second. Um, I think I think realistically, if I pushed myself, mm-hmm. then semi semi final is is achievable. Final maybe. I think I'm I think I'm kind of lucky in the I because I can because i'm from the uk um playing on saturdays was was much easier than playing on mondays because um like the first game on a monday is midnight for me yeah, yeah um so that and now that i'm back at work that was completely out of the question um so i've i've fallen quite lucky because you've got the likes of plywood and akuma both on the monday both on the monday runs um and I actually, I don't know how the I don't know how the the matchups are going to go for the for the knockout stage. So I'm, I could be wrong, but if it means that I'm I'm not against some of those guys until much later, I think my chances are, are probably are probably a little better. So maybe maybe I can get into the final, but if I if I do get into the final, it's likely going to be up against the likes of of Plywood, Glenn, or um, Akuma, and yeah, I. I just, I just don't see me being them. No, but a race—it's not—it's not a a PV competition. It's a race. Like anything can happen <laughs> in that race, and I think you can mental- beat anybody in that board when it comes to a no reset run. Your your mentality in a race is very very different from right. from in a PV run. You know, and and like you say, anything can happen. So. um I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my all. I'm not gonna try and worry too much about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be absolutely amazing to win it. But um, I, I def I definitely know I'm not the strongest runner out there. I'd I'd put money on you against anybody in a no reset, especially oh. after the way you perform. I mean, um, you know, someone could get a rat like I did, and you come back. <laughs> and I don't know if you were here, if you were part of the community a while ago, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna put plywood on the spot, but he missed heating up <laughs> one of the palkies, or the the palky. He went to the uh, blast furnace and he got out too early, and he oh. went all the way up and he tried to put the key in and it wasn't heated up. Oh, all the way. Yep. So you know stuff like that could happen. You never know, but I don't know how the matchups are gonna be. Uh, if it's if it's gonna be like the Saturday group has to go against the Saturday group, maybe they'll do a compromise. Sunday, um, yeah. and try to schedule it up, but I'm not sure how that's gonna go. So, but hey, like you said, like I said, that I think anyone can win it once it goes to the knockout stages. Um, sure, you have some favorites that are at the top, but mm-hmm. but I wouldn't count anyone out, especially after you know the ones that are advancing to the knock. Because there's some groups like, um, I can't remember the group's name, but you have like uh, Pazo, Vermillion, Glenn, and Akuma in that group, and whatever two comes out of that, you know, anyone can win out of there. Then, like you said, you got plywood. You got you and Bruschetta here. Um, Tony's having having a solid. Get it, solid. Tony, <laughs> he's having a solid uh, uh, run. It's, it's, it's really difficult to not say that 
uh, every opportunity when commenting one of Tony's runs and just constantly saying, yeah, 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 "Oh, that yeah. was a that was that... a solid maneuver right there." I was I was always oh. trying to get the little puns in there. Um, <laughs> you commented how many runs have you commented now in in the league? Uh, I've done three in the league. So I did two two last week, and I did the last race yesterday. Do you like commentating? Run. I do. It's um, it's a lot of fun. Doing doing two back to back last week was quite tough because you get into a position where you're like, um, did I say this last run? Yeah. Am I just repeating the same jokes? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it was a bit tough doing doing them back to back. But no, commentating is so much fun because um, it's you know you're a lot more relaxed. You're not having to worry about about yeah. playing at the same time. Um, and you know when when you love the when you love the game this much and you you know you know the ins of ins and outs outs of it, it's yeah. always really good to see people do well and succeed and be able to you know join in with that um, with that excitement. Yeah, what I always struggle with commentating is am I like micro explaining something? Like, <laughs> like if you're not a runner, you don't care about you know at that level. You just want to give like a broad brush stroke that like okay he got a good RNG because of this. Let's move on instead of. If you look over here, instead of turning left, you turn right, and then like one little centimeter <laughs> off this way is why this happened. That's what I always struggle with is like trying to find the balance of explaining something to where everyone understands what you're saying without going into too much detail to where like only the runners will get what you're saying and the rest of the people will be like, what, what's that guy talking about? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but I do like uh, commentating even for... For other games besides MGS One, since uh, like you said, the, every one is a little different. Also, um, sometimes it'll it'll throw you for something, or you learn something right on the spot that you didn't know before, or maybe you haven't seen someone's run before, and you there's something a new way of doing something that you never thought of. Uh, that's another cool way of uh, commentating it, like, kind of because you have to pay attention the whole time. You can't just be like oh yeah nodding off if you're just viewing. Um, so we uh, wind down this. Time. We've been talking for like an hour straight. Time has has flown by. Um, so you have Bruschetta Bros next. Uh, if you win that, you'll be top of this seed. Now let me let me try to pull up the schedule if I can. Hold on. I kind of want to see who, because you would probably face someone in the two seed. So let's say let's say you top this. You would go up against. Um, if I'm looking at the Stinger group, you would go up against Haas Test or Solid Tony, maybe. If we're sticking Around. to Saturday, that's who you would go up against. But if we're just, I'd, you know, kind of opening it up, then you might go up against Tyler, or you might go up against, you know, the group of death where it's. Glenn, Vermillion, or Positive. <laughs> so, do you care who There'd you go up against? Any, any of those would be a really, really solid run. Um, I think um, going up against House would be really fun. Um, we the the uh, race that we caught, I commentated last yesterday was was commentated alongside House, um, and he was so much fun to commentate with. You know, so much energy, and it'd be it'd be absolutely great to to race against him and you know really you know both push ourselves to to see how far we can take it. Was that so, House yeah, be, who pulled out the cigarettes and Doc? Uh, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah, House. If you're still in the chat, why did you pull out the cigarettes and Doc? Just just to flex <laughs> on people. Just to, just to have that, I was like, "What is this guy doing? Is he going for a for a sig percent run?" 
<laughs> for the swag. for the swag. All right. <laughs> All right, I need you to I need you to do the swag, um, in your next race as well. Can't just do it on one race. That's got to be your thing now. <laughs> you got you got to swag on every race. Um, so looking forward to the to the to the knockout stage. Uh, how many people advance? So eight people will advance. Um, this four on each side. Damn, I mean that's gonna be tough. Um, just looking on seating alone, you will be. Let me see. So you're the fourth seed uh, overall. So you're like right in the middle then for the people that are that are knocking out, which is which is kind of crazy. But then you also got like you got Plywood, Volcanic, Met, uh, Glenn, who are the three above you. And I I put money that you could probably take any of them in a in a no reset run. Um, then below you you got Solid Tony, Bruschetta. Um, Tyler, Vermillion, uh, who am I missing? I think that's eight. All really, really good runners. Yeah. So yeah, any any race against any of them is going to be tough. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's it's mainly about you know just giving it your all, do do the best that you can, uh, and try not to choke. Are you going to change any strats that you've been doing in your in your runs? Are you going to try um, to change anything before your next one, or are you set to what you're doing and you're just going to try think, to execute? I think I'm probably set. The only the only one that I, I specifically changed for the race was um, the nuke building after after grabbing the PSG one and um, after capture, because mm. in runs, in, in PB runs now, I, I do chaff, but I'm still sort of only 70, 80% um, accurate with them so mm. i didn't want to do it i didn't want to do it in a race because i was you know i w wasn't so sure that it was going to be a good idea and, and i was going to mess it up now as it happens my first race against makarov last week i played it super safe and decided to take the right hand route um and i ran into the guard that you're supposed to quick throw immediately getting an alert and and i screwed up so i, I took the safest option and, and screwed it up it. and died anyway um so yeah, that's why yesterday I I changed and I went with the the left side um, PSG one, which I only have I I only started learning it recently because I just wanted to to do to get a safer option and it is once you know how to do it it is really safe it's yeah. much safer than uh, than going for the chaff um, so I think I'd probably stick with that but you know if it if we get into a point where you know i i do need to pull out as many stops as possible to just to try and pull ahead mm. then i might be throwing a chaff at some point yeah yeah i wish you were do you did that against me in our run <laughs> that would have that would have helped me out but yeah i started doing that as well where you go left and then you just do you have do you use the controller for PSG one or do you use a keyboard for PSG one? I I do have the PSG one on my left analog stick click, but it's really awkward to to get to. Mm. Um, so I did find I did find that using um, tapping zero on the keyboard with one hand and then sort of holding my controller in my left hand and tapping control on the key uh, on the keyboard was the easiest yeah. way of doing it. Which is why uh, I actually I think I fired twice both times in yesterday's run when I did it, which obviously. Lose, losing ammo for uh, for the wolf fight if you're doing that, but yeah, um, yeah it it seemed to work out all right. What I do is I have the PSG one on the right controller click, so like I'll hold that down with my right hand, and then the left hand I'll just move it over, press square real quickly. I think that works uh, pretty well. 
Um, that seems that seems really sensible. I've got I've got SOCOM on my right click, just so that I can get it out nice and quickly for for guard encounter. And I just know that if I decide to swap it and put the PSG one on there, I'm like my guard encounter is gonna get completely yeah, screwed yeah, yeah. up because because muscle memory is gonna kick in. I have the SOCOM in the left touchpad. So, You're on a DS4. Uh, yeah, DS4 or the dual sense. So I'll yeah. run left and then oh, okay. press with my like right left index finger. I'll just tap the the touchpad and go into SOCOM. Although once I forgot to do that and I just kept pressing square and I threw a chaff grenade on accident. <laughs> so then I had to use another chaff grenade at the tank, and I didn't have any when I went into the <laughs> the new building. But I did screw that up once. Um, what well, I want to know. Everyone's is a little different, but what do you screw up the most on in your runs? Where do you where do your runs mostly die? Um, re- just recently, um, because I I'd started trying to learn grenade ocelot for, um, for PB runs. Mm-hmm. My so my socom ocelot has gone downhill. It's like I when I first learned it, I kind of had it down. And I was really comfortable with it, but then just recently going back to it, I just keep screwing it up. I've I've run out of ammo. I've had him run around me. I've um, I had one I had one run, um, one practice run where I decided to grab the at. You know, you've got there's two two ammo packs on the right hand side. There's one right in the center of the room mm, next yeah, yeah. to the next to the wires, and one at the top. I decided to grab the one next to the wires, thinking, you know, I've I've shot Ocelot for the for the last time. It's going to yeah, fade yeah. out. I'll just run and grab it. Ran grabbed it kept running into the wires because the cutscene didn't start as quickly as i thought it did so even though i killed ocelot yeah, yeah. i still got a game over because i blew baker up yeah. just yeah just for some reason Oc- ocelot is is driving me insane at the moment yeah understandable now what about in a race outside of i think wolf is always you know a horrible experience but outside of wolf <laughs> one and two uh what other areas do you always not struggle with, but you always think there's a lot of room for error here? I better execute the armory. Grabbing, uh, grabbing the PSG. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a, I was in a voice call with like a bunch of people from MGSR, and I was doing armory for like half an hour, trying to figure out a way to like <laughs> make it. Because every time, like, it's always that guard that's by the elevator, right? It Sometimes is, yeah. he stands up and looks like right at you. Sometimes he stands up and is just facing the wall, looking around. Like I have no idea what causes him to either look at you really quickly or look at the wall. It's it's really difficult. I in in my race in my race last week, I decided to throw the stun grenade slightly late because I figured the the later you throw the stun grenade, the longer you've then got to get back uh, in time for that guard. The problem is, is throwing the stun grenade late, then means you get shot by the guards that run into the rooms. So it just didn't work. Um, but yeah, there's just there's just sometimes where you you seem to get it get it fine and you've got pl- you know sometimes you'll have plenty of time you pu- push the elevator button twice yeah, yeah, yeah. and as you turn yeah. you're still getting up right, and right, getting right. ready and then there's other times where you push the elevator button once and he's already on his feet um yeah it's it de- is definitely a run killer for me um and i've been i've been very lucky in races so far that i haven't had any issues in there but i know it's only a matter yeah, of time i think like the best thing that could happen there is when you go to pick up the PSG-1 and you throw the stun grenade, 
What really helps me is if the door to that PSG1 room remains open. If a guard standing yes. right there and he falls down there, because then you don't lose like that second or half a second trying to bump into the door or wait for it. You go straight yeah. out, you go straight to the door, and then even if he decides to turn around, you have time to like press the button, kick him, and then go in. It's that, it's that one moment in the run where you're just like, you know, elevators... Please, just this once, just give me the fast elevator. Yeah. And, and I, you, can, you can give me a slow elevator on every other elevator for the rest of the run. Just give me this one, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah no run, uh, I'm totally with you. Um, <laughs> and then my other always fear is the hind going under. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm like, this probably won't happen, but if it does, I might just rage quit and give up right <laughs> now. But thankfully, it hasn't happened in a run for me yet. I haven't haven't had it in the in the races. It's happened a couple of times in in runs, but luckily it's it's not too tricky. As long as as long as your timing's fine, you keep an eye on your your ammo count mm -hmm. so that you know to go and grab another set of ammo as soon as you drop down to zero. Then it's it's not too tricky. Yeah, yeah. What what I do is uh, if it goes under, it's usually because I'm I don't I don't get patient enough. I get impatient, and he's flying mm -hmm. over me, and I don't wait for the lock on to where he stopped. I just try to like shoot where i think he's gonna go and i miss and then i miss again and then he goes under so that's usually uh what happens with me sometimes um what other areas i'm trying to think palkey of course with everyone but that's kind of out of your hand um palkey palkey you just gotta learn your lines people the yes amount of, the amount of times actually actually i want to use this opportunity now when you're learning your lines for for palkey position hang on i gotta count them out again one, two, three, four, five. Position four and five. If you hug the wall on the so go on right hand side, the top, and then down the left. If you hug that wall, Snake is thin enough where he will not pick them up. And that's I think that happened. Uh, it happened to someone yesterday. I can't remember who it was. Um, and they they just they just ran all the way around it. But you you can't hug that wall. You have to make sure that you're just just far far enough away from it. And even if um, even if you don't even if it doesn't look like you've picked it up, just sort of double check because there should normally be an ammo pack there. Even you know even if the palky's not there, there's normally an ammo pack. So if you're not picking anything up, then you're probably not hitting it. Mm. Um, but yeah, learn it learn your lines, people. Is there an item in every single spawn location so you should be picking something I, up or is there some areas where nothing will spawn no i th i think that's also random but don't don't quote me on it but i think it is is also random whether there's going to be something there or not um but in in most cases you'll probably find there is supposed to be something there so if you okay. if you've gone if you've gone too too close to the wall and you've not picked up anything then you know just move over to the right a little bit and just double check it okay I think I got lucky. I, I don't think I know my lines quite well enough. <laughs> Once I got the rat, and then the other time it was Pal, the god <laughs> spot, so then I got, well, lucky not the first time, but at least I knew I didn't mess it up. Um, when I when I was learning lines, I ran past God Pal like two or three times. That's like, the one spot I, I will not run past. Back. Yeah, that's the one spot I will not run past. It's like dead center, <laughs> right under the the little bridge up top so that that one i'm sure but if it's like somewhere like in the corner the bottom left uh, i might miss that one um for liquid i actually had two liquids and both i got infinite both times 
But that's one where that's like I hits. am not really good on my backup. So if that does go wrong, I I'm pretty screwed. Liquid, I'm I'm slowly getting more consistent at. The thing the my problem with liquid and it, it happened last week is that I will when I'm watching it, when I'm looking at the screen, I'm obviously focusing on the sound, but I'm um the sound of my button press, it's not the sound of the game. Mm-hmm. Um I'm looking I'm looking at Snake and Liquid battling it out. And I then have to turn my attention to the life bar to see, you know, uh, the moment where the life bar is low enough for me to just kick him off and there is something about that transition of my of my gaze yeah. where i lose momentum and it, it happened last week as soon as i did that i then dropped the combo and i had to recover luckily at that point it's just getting uh, it's already down to enough health to just kick him off so it's just going over and kicking him off mm. but i don't know i don't know why it is but just something about that sudden shift of attention and I just I just lose the combo and and have to recover it. So it's something that I I've just got to keep on working on. Like my audio for that is just button presses. I just listen to that tapping, and then I'm always staring at the life bar. Like I never look at what Snake and uh, Liquid are doing. I'm just always looking at that health bar. Um, and then Escape. I can't really talk about Escape because I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just trying to <laughs> shoot him as fast as possible without staring at him too much. But how do you feel about your escape consistency? My escape consistency has gotten a lot better. As I said, um, my my escape yesterday was the best escape I've ever done. Um, at least on all bosses. I, I didn't actually check it against like when I was doing any, any percent. Mm. Um, but uh, it's it's about it's about the transition shots that's the that's the main thing if um, and particularly the the first transition so where so when you're going from the very start of shooting liquid into that very narrow corridor mm-hmm. if you can get both transition shots at that point then you are saving a lot of time so if you can get that one down a lot of the other like the guard checkpoints the, the first guard check pe- checkpoint is is easy if you if you do if you're getting that wrong then you just need to address that because it really isn't that difficult the second one there is a bit of rng involved um as to whether or not you get shot so it's you know that bit's not that bit's not too bad um but then as as i said for the for the rest of the liquid the liquid section getting those transition shots is important but mm. it's making sure that you're you're moving around enough liquid's hitbox in that fight is really janky yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've had i've had times where it looks like particularly particularly when you're side by side and you've got the columns in between you um I've had times where it looks like I'm hitting him dead in his chest yeah. and it's just not registering anything. Um, Cause yeah, it's just really janky. So just, you know, put in a couple of little swerves if you, if you're a little off and, and you'll get it. And yeah, my, my consistency of that is, is one of the things that's improved a heck of a lot since I started. Nice. Yeah. What I try to do is now I've been trying to aim at his forearm instead of his chest when he's in that side by side thing. So that has helped me a little of hitting him. Um, more that's, consistently. That's sensible. Yeah. All right, Nick. Um, I think we're hitting our, our hour plus mark now, so we'll wind it down. Um, thanks for joining me, taking the time out of your day uh, for oh, thank this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. One of the best MGS1 runners we got today. Um, thank you. Looking forward to, to more of the races. You and Bruschetta Bros should be a good one. Uh, I'm looking up. forward to it. It's yeah. going to be good. It's going to be a good one. And then I uh, hope you luck for the knockout stage. That's gonna be where the, where the. That's. I mean, we've yeah. had some really good races, some very interesting and entertaining races, <laughs> but we haven't even got to the knockout stage yet. 
Oh yeah, that's going to be a, a completely different different set of races. It's going to be really it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to commentate. It's going to be scary as heck running in them. Oh, um, I but can, I'm still very much looking forward to it. I can just see see it now all the all the variables that could turn a race around now. And, uh, <laughs> can't wait. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll wind down for now. Um, but again, thank you for for joining me. So I'll be back uh, next week with Blue Metal. He'll be on to the show. Um, but stay tuned. We got more races coming tomorrow uh, for the for the MGS One League, and then we'll also pick it back up next Saturday. Then one more the Monday after that, and then we'll go straight into Knockout. So thanks everyone for tuning in. It's been episode thirteen with uh, Nick. I'll we'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.